Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Self-Care as Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Holder. It is here that we demystify, redefine, and deconstruct self-care. Most importantly, my goal is to aid you in embracing self-care as wellness that begins and ends with you. Today's episode is titled, Self-Care Stresses Me Out. In this episode, we will discuss self-care myths that cause us to feel stressed about our ability to care for ourselves. It's a great day to be well. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine sent me a message with a picture of a mug that was decorated with the words, self-care stresses me out. Does that message resonate with you? I know that I've had similar thoughts. Let's talk about it. But before we begin, let's take a moment to calm our bodies and our minds. I love one-minute relaxation exercises. I find that during a busy day, this one minute can feel like an eternity. While it most certainly is not an eternity, this can be a precious moment just to be. Today, I want to focus on letting go of tension. Will you join me? Starting by just allowing my breath to be. Then slowly and purposefully tensing a muscle group. Today, I will focus on my hands, arms, and shoulders. First, the hands. Holding a tight fist, building tension in them, and holding them tight. Continue holding and then letting it go, opening my hands and letting it go completely, allowing warmth to return to my hands. Now, making a muscle in my arms by bending my elbows, building tension in my arms, and holding this muscle tight. Continue holding, holding it firm, and then letting it go, letting it go completely, allowing warmth to return to the arms. Making my shoulders tight by shrugging them, Shrugging them close to my ears, building tension in them, holding them tight. Continue holding and then letting it go. 
letting it go completely, allowing warmth to return to my shoulders. Enjoying the feeling of warmth and relaxation in my muscles, in your muscles. Allowing our breathing to be. Saying thank you for the ability to relax, especially if it's just a little. Every moment matters. Self-care stresses me out. Have you heard this? Do you agree? There are many reasons why people find self-care stressful. I believe this is based in myths associated with self-care. As I see it, self-care is all the actions that allow a person to access wellness, all kinds of wellness, emotional, spiritual, social, physical, financial, occupational, intellectual, and environmental. As you can see, I view this term self-care as being very broad. It is a very broad term. The problem begins when we are unable to widen our view of self-care. Let's talk about potential stresses of self-care that are based on self-care myths. One self-care myth is that self-care has to be soothing. Have you ever had this thought? Like, if I'm doing this, it's got to feel good. And if it doesn't, it's not self-care. This myth is trouble, 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 trouble. I love when my self-care is soothing. Yet, often it is not. Can you think of any examples? I know I can. I can almost hear you and maybe most of you shouting, is exercise self-care? Right? If this were the case, exercise would not fall into the self-care bucket. Because self-care certainly is not always soothing. There is pain. There is effort. There is discomfort. There is sweat. I'm sure you can think of other things that we do to care for ourselves that aren't soothing. The challenge is that self-care isn't always about the present, our present current moment. Self-care is also about our future selves, our moments that lie beyond the now. I believe that true self-care tasks are ones that consider both our present and future selves without putting either at risk of being unwell. This is challenging because there are many ways we can soothe ourselves in the present that wreak havoc for our futures. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah, we can become stressed when we don't feel like we have enough soothing or comfort in our lives. And we can feel like we're doing self-care all wrong. The difficulty with this thinking is that Some seasons of our lives are more painful than others. It is important that you take stock of what you're wanting, what you're needing, and what just 
is in your life right now. My hope is that some of the less soothing self-care tasks set us up for longer-term soothing. As much as I don't like the discomfort of exercise, I enjoy the results. I like how my body rests better. I enjoy the energy that it produces. I am grateful for the way it reduces symptoms of anxiety and depression. The good news is, is that some of the exchanges we make for immediate soothing give us what we want more of in the long term. This simple mindset shift can aid us in feeling less stressed about this type of self-care and feeling less stressed when we don't feel soothed all of the time. Another self-care myth is that if I was doing it right, I would feel better than I do. This thought process is even more trouble. I confess that I have been here. I have this list of things I do regularly. And my hope is that I will feel joy and vitality all the time because of these skills that I've built and that I do for myself. I should feel successful and happy and vibrant. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Self-care doesn't protect us from our humanity. Self-care is a tool to access wellness. Nothing more. In my humanity, I still get to have emotions and feelings I don't enjoy. Self-care doesn't protect me from these things. When I believe that it does, I feel stressed doing self-care tasks because I'm not hopeful that they actually have a benefit. When in truth, the truth is, is that they do. It may not be working in the way I believe or you believe it needs to work. It may be that the skills that we are using are holding us stable and preventing us from feeling worse. That's important to remember. I encourage anyone who struggles in this area regularly to consider psychotherapy or counseling as a form of self-care. It's good to talk to someone about your coping skills. Get feedback and see how you could grow, right? We get to be human beings. We get to have challenges. And our self-care doesn't protect us, but it does serve as a buffer, And sometimes we're not aware of how much of a buffer we are having, right? And we just cause ourselves to feel bad about what we're doing because we believe we should feel better, right? And I could talk all day about shoulds, and that's not for this podcast, but when we say should, we know that we're putting ourselves in dangerous territory, right? Um, We feel how we feel, and... Self-care may be, in fact, allowing us to feel a little bit better than we would without it. Lastly, one of the major stresses around self-care is finding time. Like, really, who has the time? And it can quickly be followed by guilt when we realize that if we want to live sustainable lives, it's up to us to find the time. I'd like you to check out my last podcast titled The Time Trap to hear more about how we can handle the dilemma and the myths that we create for ourselves around time. So, does self-care stress you out? 
My simple encouragement to you is to broaden your definition of self-care. Consider the ways, the skills you are using to access wellness. Think about them. Consider them. These things are your go-to self-care skills. My hope for you is that most of the skills that you are using are simple, repeatable, and sustainable. Can you think of what they are? Write them down. Share them with a friend. Let's encourage each other to care for ourselves. Let's find more hope and joy in the simple, remembering that every little bit helps. I think it might be important to say is that if you need help with considering these things and being thoughtful about the self-care you are already doing, on my website, kellydholder.com, there under the resource tab is a self-care strengths assessment, just a tool to help you identify the strengths that you already have, the things you are already doing around self-care. This is always a good step to kind of double back and think, what am I doing and what's working well for me? It's a good step to do before moving on to something new because I believe you're already doing some things really well and you may not be aware of them. And if you are aware of them, I think that's really great. You need to hold on to that things, those things and congratulate yourself. Before I end, I've got to tell you that the inspiration for today's podcast came from my friend Leah J.M. Dean. She has written an amazing book. The book is titled Assemble the Tribe, Believe in Your Value, Find Belonging, Be Different. This book is all about building relationships and relationships within groups. This is an essential aspect of our wellness and the way we do these things our form of self-care. So I'd like you to go check her out. Go to her website, www.leahjmdean.com. That's L-E-A-H-J-M-D-E-A-N.com. And just check out all the things that she has to offer. And since we're talking about social wellness and how accessing that is a form of self-care, I also have to tell you that I had a wonderful experience talking with my cousin and friend, Leslie W. Bray, about self-care as it relates to our relationships. This conversation is covered in her latest episode of the POOR podcast. POOR stands for Purposely Opening Up to Relationships. You've got to stop by her website or her podcast and take a listen. This conversation is valuable for anyone wanting to explore how we care for ourselves and build relationships. Leslie's website is www.lesliewbray.com. That's L-E-S-I-E-W-B-R-A-Y.com. And there you can find her podcast, The Poor Podcast, or you can look it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher.
Thank you for listening to the Self-Care as Wellness podcast with your host, Dr. Kelly Holder. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from me, please visit my website, kellydholder.com. It's always a great day to be well. See you next time. Goodbye.